tilted of the, the night. Uh, the such music they make. He always kind of sounds like he has a cold. <laughs> I don't know. He's got that <laughs> butt head thing going on. The, you know. The big... <laughs> and they call him Dr. Acula. Dr. Acula. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> uh, I don't know anything. Good evening, all. We invite good you. Good evening. We invite you into our chambers this evening on the Lock, Shock, and Barrel podcast to discuss the damned, the dark, mm-hmm. the yep. vampire. The pointy. The bangs. <laughs> pointy teeth. Pointy, scary teeth. Hi, guys. How are We're you? We're talking about all the goddamn vampires We're ta- and all the goddamn vampire movies. Yep, yep. We are talking hey, about... Hey, Layla. Hi, guys. What are you drinking tonight, Ira? I mean, obviously blood, but... Um, aside from the hefty pint of uh, vitriol and, you know, uh, cloy- the cloying ichor that I have in this jar <laughs> of blood. Um, Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, you know, it. If you leave it out for too long, it's going to get a skin. You just say blood. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just blood, yeah. You have to um, skim I, the skin part off the top. That's the tastiest bit. I know. Well, you chew <laughs> it, and then, yeah. I hope the... Uh, that's for our a- ASMR listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn, turn the mic okay. way up oh, for that. God. What else are you drinking? All right. To answer... To answer your question, I am. I'm getting my crucifix and I'm holding it in Iris' face right now. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the the pow- more powerful vampires, and I just laugh and slap it away because the right. rules are kind of squirrely <laughs> regarding vampires. Yeah, what's up with that? I think it's. Uh, well, we'll, we'll get, get into it. What are we'll you drinking? I am. I'm. I'm trying to tell you. I am drinking a North Coast Brewing Company, uh, Old Rasputin. Mm. Uh, it's a pretty badass uh, looking bottle here. It's got some writing in Cyrillic. It says, uh, never say die underneath. And it's got a picture of old Rasputin himself. Figured it was a good choice for uh, a vampire cast. And, you know, the uh, the undying. Was Truth? Rasputin no. a vampire? Oh, okay. No. Yes. But he was the... Yes. Uh, <laughs> I am... Yes, was. Um, uh, I had a birthday this Quaffin. weekend. So I'm detoxing a bit, and I am drinking a La Croix Curate, which I am just going to call <laughs> the Impaler. So that's pretty good. Wait, yeah. Oh, hold on, hold wait. on. Uh, yeah. Oh. Did you did you break a board over your leg? <laughs> what was that? That was the that, was, that sounded better okay. than all the beers sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was almost like it was a soundbite or something. Yeah, no. I think now, was... as a resident uh, Foley artist, you'll have to open <laughs> Lacroix for beers from now on, and we can't tell, it, uh, we can't tell anybody. It's like in it's Psycho LaCroix. when they was just stabbing a cassava melon, right? In the show, that was <laughs> the sound effect. Do you think Lestat drank? Do you think Lestat? Oh, drank I should have just called it Lestat. But... The Lestat. Yeah, Jeff. Um, how about you? I am drinking apple cider with rum in it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Are nice Add over for its fancy feast. I like the sound effects. <laughs> yeah, the cats came over here. I was like, fuck, fuck off, you little. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so vampires. Also, I think 
vampires. I think that first, uh, if there are a bajillion zombie movies, there are 20 bajillion, that's a very scientific number, vampire movies. There are just so many the- movies, and, and, the, um, and they've changed so much and evolved so much, so I think that we need to kind of lay out some general ground rules. What constitutes a vampire? Well, they're, well, they're well, definitely older, right, than zombies. Right. And oh, zombies yeah, yeah. are just dumb vampires, basically. Like, dumber vampires. Anyway, <laughs> ground rules. Except not at all, but you know. They're did any of us do any research on this stuff? Well, you, you know, in our zombie cast, oh, okay, yeah. in our zombie cast, we went over the fact that Richard Matheson, or whatever his name is, wrote yes. I Am Legend, which was the inspiration for Night of the Living Dead. Those were yes. vampires. You dumb them down a little bit, you got zombies. Pretty much, yeah. He, I mean, and he makes a distinction in the story between the type A and the type B uh, vampires. So the, so, I think the type Bs are the... I, I can't remember which is which, but one's smart and one's dumb. A you know. pl- positive and B positive. In his story. And... But nobody else yeah. follows those rules. <laughs> so, okay, here's our general yeah. rules. You gotta drink blood. Webster's Dictionary. Right. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines vampire. My list is... I wrote on the back of this sheet of paper. Characteristics yeah, got? of. Okay. You gotta drink yeah. blood. Right? Mm-hmm. You gotta have some sort of aversion to the sun. Right. Oh, also, yeah. I wanna just say, fuck a bunch of Twilight vampires. They don't even count. I'm not even gonna talk about them. Yeah. I, I mean, Can we agree this? About this, they don't. I count. mean, that's two pages of content gone. But okay, sure. Yeah, let's just move right. along. I guess. <laughs> All right, son of verse. You got to be son of verse. You have to be at least semi immortal. Yeah. Right. Long lived. Yeah. Immortal, mm-hmm. but with certain Achilles heels. And several, then, I'd say. And then general, like our current iteration of vampire, is this slender, pale rich, erudite, romantically brooding, alluring thing. Human, yes. I, but I, also I, monstrous. Right? Is that the current image that, of That's vampire, our current... That that's, since Dracula. I think that it's, yeah. it's commonly... Yeah. Since, I mean, you don't want to say too soon, since, you know, Dracula was written in 1897... Um, yeah, you know, it's generally it's probably, you know. So the, I think those are our one, but that did I mean, if you saw all of these like when you go, you know, down to your local Halloween festival and you see someone dressed like that, your mind will say they are dressed as a vampire. Right? Correct. Yeah. So that's yeah. The, that's what I'm going on. And and the yeah. fact that every horror movie host uh since the beginning of whenever that started being a thing, has used the Bella Lugosi good evening voice. That's like the standard for spooky voice. Is that, is that a Romanian affectation that they're going for? Just I not? think, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go with that. So if we want to just take, take it aside here to talk mm-hmm. about Dracula. Dracula was based incredibly loosely on... Vlad the Third, Tespish of Romania. Basically, Bram Stoker picked a badass sounding name. Didn't know anything about the man. Who was worse than <clears throat> any vampire in history? Yeah. I in a world civilization class, I got a little bit obsessed. I swear I'm not a psychopath and I've never killed anybody, but I know That's a exactly lot. what a psychopath right? people would say, but go ahead. I know a lot about Vlad the Impaler. 
and he did things <laughs> that would make Cersei Lannister blush. Jeez. Gotcha. I mean, it was Definitely. some serious Game of Thrones Topical. shit. Stoker picked him because the name Dracula actually means son of the dragon or son of the devil in certain translations. Um. So he picked it because it sounded badass. But Vlad actually... I hope that was one of his notes in his ledger. It's like, sounds badass. Sounds badass. It. And then did the little Bill and Ted thing. But he he killed and impaled in the, in the arena of 30,000 people. Not him personally, but his armies. There was actually the forest of the impaled. And the horrible things he would do. He would actually impale infants to their mother's breasts. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. And... and yeah. Horrible, horrible stories that I could tell you a whole lot about. Again, I'm not a psychopath. How is there not a movie about that guy? Because there it, is. There, there uh, are. It, it was bad. <laughs> there was a vampire movie, movie about him. But oh, a good one? I don't know why. In the way that people are nationalists, uh, mm-hmm. he is considered a Romanian national hero. Because yeah, he's a bit of, of a folk hero. He was a folk hero. Uh, he was the cousin of yeah. Alexander the Great, which is basically the only non-horrible thing about him. Uh, but he's also related, I heard, I don't know if this is true, citation needed, but to Ursabit Bathory. I don't think that's so, true. So, you don't think that's true? I, I don't know. I heard that a little while ago. A, and... a, an extensively and exhaustively long paper in college about him. Again, I'm not crazy. Maybe, but not because mm-hmm. of this. I don't know. I just kind of got I mean, into had you, it. Had you heard that before? Or? I had heard it, and then I heard that it was debunked. But Oh, well, that's a shame because, you know. <laughs> but we could say it was. I mean, it's not He's like anyone's going to cite this show. Own, right? Yeah. I mean, Anywho, so yeah. I just think yeah, that yeah. it's an interesting aside that he was so horrible, and his name sort of lives on, even did though he, most people have no idea why. Did he, was he just anyone who opposed him, or was it like Christians or Turkish? Like The Turks. Muslims, it, was, it was the Turks. Oh, okay. It was a 1450-ish. The Turks actually wanted to depose him and put his brother Radu in charge, and he didn't like that idea. And he was supposed to... I've got a better idea, y'all. Yeah, Um. instead, when <laughs> when your Turkish messengers come... And they can't, by their culture, remove their turbans. I'm just going to spike those turbans to their heads and send their bodies back. That'll be that'll yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. Oof. So he he did all kinds so, of so stuff. So he's he's a, so a bit was, like Vigo the Carpathian. I I think that that's actually probably where a lot of that character came from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, bit of a dick that guy. Yeah, a bit of a so yeah. Dang. Anyway, so pretty, but since this is not a like weird <laughs> history show. Um, we can get yeah. back to vampires. But as as an aside, I, I've always found that very interesting. And of, and of course, I, I looked into it because of the name and the, the book. And in my World Civ class, I was like, oh, yeah, well, I like horror novels. I'm going to do this. And then it turned out to be so much more horrifying than anything Stephen yeah. King ever did. It sounds like I, I would definitely rather hang out with uh, Dracula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would too. We, we know the rules there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, back to... Cinematic and literary and fictional vampires. Uh, yeah, no, it's well, it's interesting what Dracula sort of became. I mean, like we talked about earlier, you know, Bram Stoker was the one who came up with the whole, you know, affluent, rich, uh, handsome devil uh, character. You know, someone who is both really repulsive while at the same time attractive. You know, embodying these the these two things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Quick side note: Have you ever heard of Springheel Jack? No. He was a, a like a British urban legend of a like industrial age 
creature that would looked like a man but had steel claws and red eyes and smoke billowing out of his mouth and he would jump from rooftop to rooftop oh, and people yeah, have claimed to be attacked by it it's a super creepy weird story but it was you know about the same time and similarities are interesting between spring jack and dracula because although jack was this terrifying menace he was also regarded as being dressed like a gentleman oh, the appearance and... of a gentleman yes mm-hmm and you know you you get to this whole idea of like the victorian like um repressed sexuality that was finally bubbling up there's a reason that vampires are so closely associated with eroticism and right that this was the subconscious release in our storytelling but everybody knows that so there's i think it's interesting that it's usually like old power that's been entrenched for a while Mm -hmm. and everyone is sort of not necessarily uh dependent on them but they're but they are wrapped up in the economy of the master vampire a lot of times and in dracula as well and so they're like a lot of there's a lot of the people turning turning a blind eye towards things that the head vampire does sort Mm -hmm. of and then it all bubbling up until uh, it's an unbearable thing truth sort of punctures through and then they have to like all you know do something something has to be done yeah, it's like a, a power shift has to happen. I've been listening to an audiobook of uh, Salem's Lot, oh, which I, I yes. never read. Um, yeah. And I, I never read it's it. Good... I'm really enjoying oh. it. Uh, it's great. Barlow's yeah. awesome. He's There's... a great vampire. Yeah. Oh, wow. And and it totally feeds into what you're talking about, Jeff, about the whole like this old, old, the old money, old money rolls into yeah. town. And uh, it's also worth noting that vampires have to sleep in their own soil of their own homeland. They're very tied to their past and uh, their fam- their family line is like significant. Um, and Barlow is the same, I'm guessing. I You know, no spoilers. I haven't gotten oh, there yet. Sorry. Uh, I have not read about it, I about this. Uh, I was noticing mm-hmm. as I was doing research, and it's not something I'd ever consciously noticed before. With three exceptions, every mm-hmm. vampire is white. Mm-hmm. I don't mean pale. Yeah. I mean Caucasian. This is very much yeah. an Eastern European thing. That is where well, we the, get the... our idea of vampire. Well, the the Russian Strigoi, you know, not to take it back to old Rasputin too much, but uh, you know the, you know, it's it, this vampire. The Strigoi was this vampire that would rise up, I think, you know, after a certain number of days, and it would only attack its family. Like, right, because um, Russians are hardcore like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the the three, I mean, there's Blade, and mm-hmm. he's only <laughs> yeah. he is technically a Dompier because he's half vampire and half human. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. There's Eddie Murphy in Vampire in Brooklyn. Right. And there's Blackula, who is the black exploitation version of Black, and that's it. Uh, well, I would add one. It was a, a film I actually just found out about today uh, with Dwayne Jones from Night of the Living Dead, oh. uh, the original. Uh, yeah. A movie called Ganja and Hess. And <laughs> yeah. it looks really interesting. Like, it's, it, you know how vampire movies tend to move towards the arty? Um, you know, like Werner Herzog's Nosferatu and stuff like that. Um, this is this looks more like 
he's a vampire who is just surviving and gets his blood through donation or something like that. You know, I, I haven't seen it, but anyway, I would like to add that to the list of this short list. Of I, I just thought it was interesting that this vampire. is this is like a, a white people thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it does no, that, have a lot true. of that's these deeply white. psychological ties to homeland and leaving your homeland and curses and, and generational horror. Yeah, and, and, and also repression money, and money and sexuality. Money and power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's very noteworthy because when you think about it, it's not something that I ever consciously thought about Mm -hmm. because we have this certain archetype of what a vampire is. Yeah. So I I just thought it was sort of an interesting like, huh, how about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, since we're there, I mean, I'd just like to go ahead and point out class differences in vampires and vampire stories because, yeah, you have Dracula, you have Barlow and you have like uh, people like Adam from Only Lovers Left Alive. They have lots of money, you know. Well, because they have they've money. had time to amass it and learn all kinds of, of things. But you also, uh, but you also have things like Near Dark and The Lost Boys, and those are like punker outsider people who they don't have servants, they don't have you know human thralls or ghouls or anything to do their bidding. They're pretty self sufficient. My point is, you don't see a lot of middle class vampires. That's true. Think... That's true. There aren't a lot of um, suburban. Vampires. Except maybe be Fright Night, I guess. They oh, both yeah, yeah. sort of embody types of freedom, though. Like, freedom from finance, either because you don't give a fuck and you're beyond it, or mm-hmm. because don't really you're, need it. you're already sitting pretty. Like, I mean, they don't really, yeah, they don't really need it. They just kind of live in those areas mm-hmm. in a lot of the films, anyway. So, right. so I watched Only Lovers Left Alive last night. I've been What'd you think? wanting to watch it for a while. Uh, it was relentlessly arty. Uh, yes. The pacing was. <laughs> I probably shouldn't work. Yeah, I. It's really one of the only vampire movies. This it's worth it just for the main characters' performances. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It is just this total character study on what it would actually be like for your only driving motivation in life to be this procuring of drink. Nothing else really matters. Like you live for your art or you live for knowledge or learning or all of these things. But the only stressor in your life is this search. So I think that the pacing was very intentional because like, what the hell do they have to hurry about? You know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, No, no. no, I I was just thinking it was like, it's a real uh, passive vampire story. Like in terms of the, the best things I think it really does are the the uh, set decoration and of oh, the, the music and landscape that they live in, and the music is amazing. And they're just the, kind of the <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, go. yeah. I did not go I, into it I, expecting I was... this love letter to Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's really worth noting that um, you think of the creepy castle that you know Dracula or you know like holds up in, or the the Marston House and Salem's Lot. You know, they're always this creepy broken down old you know vestiges of something once powerful and that's exactly what detroit is you know it well, was this once powerful thriving place and now it's like more kind of a tomb right and and there's <laughs> nothing about this movie that's scary but no it's not a horror movie. there is <laughs> there is a very creepy part in it and i know that this is also playing into the fact that i just read the ipcc report um because i work in sustainability and I read this mm-hmm. report that essentially is like, we got 12 years to get our shit together or we're all going to die. Have a nice day. 
And there's a really creepy part where she said, where Eve says something about how Detroit used to be beautiful. And she says, well, it'll, it will be again because there's water here. And when the cities in the South are burning, this place will bloom because she has this prognostication wow. sort of thing. And I was like, oh, wow, oh, God. that's so creepy. Yeah. And so, and but she's so, um, she's so unemotional about it. There, she's unemotional yeah, and because she's seen yeah. the cycle of humanity. She's she knows seen it probably what's come and go coming down the road, mm-hmm. right? And and it's a really kind of weird, creepy, oddly hopeful to her moment. Yeah, that this city's gonna it, come again. I I think well, it's it's kind of like what you do after nihilism. Based on a uh, sort of outward or the the worldview they have, there's even a part like in that same scene. I think Tom Hiddleston's character has the uh, a weird like energy machine that he's made that he's he's just not going to share it with humanity because there's no real it. point. Yeah, but it's not even that they don't deserve it. It's just like it would they, they it would hurt themselves part to take it out of. There's no there's no purpose mm-hmm. necessarily in saving them. Yeah, I think it's interesting that he he ha- they have such love for human art and such love for like especially his love for music and what mm-hmm. humans have been able to accomplish and he speaks with real love and reference of artists and musicians but at the same time he absolutely hates humanity <laughs> like he he despises them. He doesn't but it's no worth noting they don't actively prey on human no, beings. They actually they actively awesome. don't. Until they they have to. When it's this moment of either we're done here, you know, we've been here 2,000 Mm -hmm. years and we're done, or we have to make this decision. Which is such a, I think that is the, such a great and quintessential moment of the film. Well, and I really liked that because (laughs) you could have seen it going either way. They had Mm -hmm. sort of made peace with it because they had each other. And and that's the thing is that at the core of it, it's this amazing love story. Mm-hmm. between these yeah. two people who yeah. and it's like not even really they don't even have to address it like they're mm-hmm. so i think right. john hurt's character I mean, does at some point he's like you guys are just so stupid for each other and always have been right yeah. and they haven't even like they've been apart for like 10 years or something maybe 50 in the beginning that like they haven't yeah. they don't been live together near each other. at the beginning of the movie they get back together just for some plot elements to go down but i do think that he doesn't have complete disdain for humans and for trendiness or the cloying at the newness of something whereas he like the art in the movie is like it's like a fine wine to him that's getting aged and he's Mm -hmm. obsessing in that sort of drone space of all the music he's creating and uh so he tries to stay off the radar for those reasons and also because he's a vampire also got a shout out to jeffrey wright because he's fucking hilarious in that movie (laughs) yeah jeffrey wright was great the doctor who gives him the blood and he's like oh it's you again (laughs) like just gets really really weird when he shows oh negativo oh negativo negativo. (laughs) now all that said I'm not going to say that this was one of my favorite vampire movies. Yeah. It was an no, interesting no. character study of vampires, but if you hand it, hand me a couple of vampire movies and say which ones of these are, are you going to watch, I'm going to be like, oh, Near Dark and Lost Boys. Give me those. Because Absolutely. I enjoy yeah, those and, experiences and totally more. This movie is more a movie I would put on if I wanted to inspire myself to continue making art. Yes. Like, that's yes. the right. kind of movie effect it has on me to keep taking that pursuit on. 
Yeah, it's not a horror movie at all. I, I although I really love that it's only a horror movie in the last that the very, last, the shot last frame where, where their eyes are glowing and they're hungry and they are descending upon their prey. I think it would be amazing almost like if you saw that out of context and you hadn't seen any of the movie before that, you'd be like, oh yeah, fucking monsters, vampires, like they're terrifying. But since you have all this backstory, you're conflicted because you want them to live. But at the same time, you're like, these two innocent people have to die. <laughs> right. Would have been oh. interesting had they pushed more of the monster element into it. It, it could have really been, yeah. Uh, a quick question, though. Too have y'all seen The Hunger, the Hunger with David Bowie? I've no, not seen it in a long okay. time. I've heard it compared to Only Lovers Left Alive, or, or the other way around. In that I mean. it's um, relentlessly arty? Relentlessly arty, and yeah. it's David Bowie and Susan Sarandon, and they're just like, oh, so cool, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's Tilda and Hiddleston. They're, they're fucking cool. They're, they're, they're just the They coolest, didn't even yeah. have to do anything. They're just cool. I do want <laughs> yeah. in my life to experience whatever the hell it is ha- that they feel when they drink that stuff. Because they just oh, look fucking whacked it, out. It looks more or less like uh, heroin addiction, yeah, as I far think... as I could tell. <laughs> Did you see, also speaking of Tilda, the, <laughs> there was a major fucking Suspiria spoiler all over the internet? Oh, no. No, I've been trying to stay That's away. Yeah, stay yeah, away. I'm really looking forward to that. They Likewise. spoil some stuff hardcore. I was like, what the fuck? And it's even just like, because I was, like, was scrolling past it. And it's oh, one of, like, man, the worst kind of spo- so... Don't tell us about it, but yeah. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the warning. Though. Yes, yeah. thanks for the warning. So uh, other vampire movies that I've I've seen recently that stuck with me, like I really think that Only Lovers Left Alive will stick with me mm-hmm. a little bit, and I'll mm-hmm. think about it. Have you seen Thirst? Yeah, Thirst is good. Oh. Yeah. It's by the guy that did Old Boy? Old or... Boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, it's... Um, yeah. It is kind of a ride. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. I remember being very impressed with it. That's all, I love old, I mean, old boys fucked up as shit, but Well, it it's fucked up. Movie. I mean, it really is and it sticks with you a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. whoa. I think I saw Chad it around Luke the same Park. time. That's his name. Yeah, I think cool. I saw it around the same time that I saw Old Boy. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's vampire. Mhm. Yes. Uh, isn't he a preacher? He's a preacher he's a and he's and he's looking for a vaccine for a deadly disease. And instead Okay, so you would one. recommend watching that one? I would. Highly. I would, yes. Yeah, I I really can't remember it that well, but I do remember I really wanted it. to rewatch it before this so I could talk about it a little bit more, but <laughs> I was really torn between the ones that I watched and that and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter because mm-hmm. I do like really shitty movies. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, I watched the uh, all the Paul Rubens scenes in <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> So it's like, oh yeah, Pee Wee was in that. Cool. <laughs> that was about all I did. I feel like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was riffing. There was another movie called Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, which oh, we watched, yeah. where there's like a that. lesbian coven of vampires. I don't remember mm-hmm. it being necessarily good, but really, it sounds like- it sounds like an Oscar winner. Um, <laughs> it did when Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter came up. I was like, oh, they're just making a slightly more palatable. Jesus Christ vampire. I just remember a vamp- like somebody swings a bat at Jesus's head and he grabs it midair and he's like, "Don't tempt me." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. So I mean, um, with those, yeah. I mean, I guess we're kind of since we're heading that way, we can round out like already vampire movies. 
that but there are some that are also scary like thirst is and then let the right one in and let me in yeah yeah i think that let the right one in is a good step away from only lovers but a, a step towards the the deep and arty horror right yeah. it's it's Still pretty arty. it's ho- but it's horror art um yeah it's definitely yeah. Yeah. scary Hard. hard um hardy <laughs> and I really, really enjoy that movie. Um, yeah, it's it's almost maybe one of the most perfect vampire movies or vampire stories. Right. Um, I read the book. How was the book? And nauseating. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was good, <laughs> but and it gave a lot more insight of uh, Ellie's inner thinkings and a little bit of the backstory of who they used to be. But the whole element of the ghoul character oh man it's a that is a that is a it's a rough gross out read because he's a, like a pedophile and like she knows that and you it really <laughs> it, it focuses a lot on him and then uh, he eventually they he she get, he gets turned into a vampire in the movie but they don't dwell on it and the book dwells on it, and it's super, super gross. <laughs> like, it's not really something I really would recommend. Okay, but I guess but there that's is what I was there's some stuff I? in it that there there are parts of it that are really uh, I think cool and interesting. But ultimately, Just the, movie the movie really the movie really achieved focus, and it, it saw the story through into something that was just. I think it fabulous. the movie does something that I really like and that it makes a character very attractive and that or attractive as the like hero attract I mean attractive in terms of interesting and you're like rooting for that person and mm-hmm. then as it's ending it slowly dawns on you how it's a curse uh-huh and right. it just makes it like Which, turn full, full spoiler alert if y'all haven't seen it just go see it yeah that it it took me like a few like maybe a few minutes after the end after the credits rolled that i was like wait oh no yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't a few minutes for me it was like a full couple of days later i was like hey yeah do you want to <laughs> like, i mean well, do you want to explain it okay if you haven't seen let the right one in then shut off the podcast and go fuck off for a second okay he's gone um <laughs> In the end, basically, the it turns out that he let the wrong one in, <laughs> and, that, uh, and that Ellie is helping him only to sort of parasitically be being uh, linked to him, and uh, as that, all. and he's a young kid who's been bullied and stuff, and she helps him out. So you think of her as like this hero character, and then you realize that he's just going to grow up. Yeah, uh, he's being groomed. He's being groomed, and he's going to be this old, sad man. And when this character, uh, this character who is this pedophile earlier, you're like, oh, what is going on? It's like, this is going to be the same love relationship that he has in the future. The unrequited like, obsession. Yeah, thing. yeah. With her. And uh, it's fucking dark. <laughs> it's it's super dark because and and I think it's more of a success in the movie than it is in the book because the movie doesn't dwell on this guy's backstory and therefore it implies almost a cycle that right. we're looking at a version of Oscar who is grown up but exactly yeah. so you're yeah. it's palindromic or whatever or like it ends where it begins kind of a thing yeah because uh, I think a lot of people who grave. maybe a lot of people who maybe <laughs> yeah. like saw 
Twilight or something where we're like, oh, they got together. It's so cute. Oh, and, you know, didn't maybe wouldn't really, uh, you know, see the horror that is unfolding before our eyes. Right. right. That, if this you is, put it... that the predator's not who you think they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Ellie is just such a great character, such a, you know, like interested in things, but in this really passive dreamy kind of way just like well i gotta get my blood and she they are interested in uh rubik's cubes and stuff like that but really it's all just it doesn't you know it's it's kind of just uh a thing to do so another step away from that i would say would be near dark maybe mm-hmm. i think that's, that's kind of a jump that's, that's... to the left you got um, yeah, a jump it's what's a jump what yeah I don't put your uh, hands on your hips or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, Near Dark is such a a wild movie. It is mm-hmm. crazy. It's it, I haven't seen it in so long. I, I, I was looking hard to find it, but I, it's it's, hard it's to my find. favorite non point break yeah. Catherine Bigelow movie. Um, <laughs> I cannot still believe that she fucking oh, made oh. Point Break. <laughs> Have you seen like... Strange Days recently? <laughs> it's like she went into a classroom full of boys and drew the biggest dick on the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> or they were like... She's like, if this is the only way I can win, so be it. But we're not talking about that movie. We can, well, we can also, talk about I'm it at saying, some point, but, but I, right now... I would now... say Strange Days. Is totally worth watching. Yeah, but yeah, and the fact that Near Dark was her first movie is these are all incredible. good movies. Well, I don't, I can't think of a movie she's made that I don't like. But well, you know, yeah. whatever. Everybody's like, oh, the Hurt Locker, the Hurt Locker. It's like, yeah, but Near Dark. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, but have you seen Finger Near Dark? Looking good. <laughs> yeah. I hate it when they ain't been shaved. You know, I dude, I watched that scene again, and where he's he's drinking the guy's throat, and then he like burps blood. It's just <laughs> fuck. I love Bill Paxton's character in this movie so much, Severin, because he's... Can you he's... break up the plot real quick? Oh, Sorry. well, hold on. I yeah, sure. Exactly... So, so there's a, a guy, and and he meets the girl, and they kind of fall for each other, and oh, whoopsie, she's a vampire, and kind of turns him into half a vampire. And then they what have you to... What are Go... That's a different movie. And this oh, is just like so, 80s oh, L.A. desert scenario. Yeah, it's like 1987-ish. So then... He meets her family, his name's Caleb, and meets her family, and it's led by Lance Henriksen, who fought, you know, he says, how old are you anyway? And he says, I fought for the South. We lost. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. And so it's him and Jeanette Goldstein and Bill Paxton, basically all the the cast from Aliens just came over to a different set. I know, I love it. um, (laughs) Was this before or after Aliens? It was before. Before? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you know, don't quote me there. It's just this really violent, really, it stays true to these vampire things. Like the sun is the absolute thing. And there's none of this like sipping your heroin blood out of your tiny little no, no, no. This is like brutal <laughs> going to bars. Guitar. It's like you gotta go down to Home Depot, get a five-gallon bucket. Yeah, no, this is like slashing the neck with your spurs and drinking the blood as it spurts out. Which is exactly the scene oh. that mom walked in on when I was like 12 watching this movie. <laughs> Having some trouble with your hog leg? Yeah, it was... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But it's fun 
it's it has kill bill levels of blood spurting yeah it does yes and um, and a lot of uh, sound design that is just gross. <laughs> a lot got, of like squirting. And it's squirting, got you know, the vampire kid sounds. character who's you know eternally frustrated yeah. that they don't get to grow up. I have a note here: vampire kids, uh, the worst. They're the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. He should that vampire kid violent. should go get a bloody Shirley Temple with Kirsten Dunst from Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> I water, Louie, I water. Sorry, I'm just going to keep badly <laughs> quoting vampire movies. She's the best actor in that movie. She truly is. She fucking acts the pants off of both those dudes, and they're trying to get the pants off of each other the whole time. But they so, can't get them over those cod pieces they have. Anyway. <laughs> but Near Dark has a happy ending Pantaloons. that does not rely very heavily on science, where Caleb, no. who no, is a, a farmer, um, is just like, you know what? I'll just give you a blood transfusion, and I'll probably be yeah. fine. And that they are. Why did no one yeah. ever think of this? <laughs> no one ever cured. And no one has ever been able to to best these these bloodthirsty creatures of the night. But you know we can, and, and true love wins. Blah blah blah. It is and, a good. I mean, there's definitely like an era. This uh, I think this movie and also Lost Boys, which I'm sure we're going to get into, have mm-hmm. a bit of a like heroin affecting youth culture, drugs getting into youth culture. There's a movie called The Addiction, and it's very clearly about that well, well even and, in lost boys there's the part where he's like the the older brother's definitely just like acting like he's on a drugs right like oh <laughs> yeah that's right wearing sunglasses sleeping yeah, all the time he's real touchy. Yeah. Right. yeah well and even in only lovers left alive a... they have to be so careful because the blood supply is so tainted because humans don't take yeah, care of themselves yeah. and um, and a good yeah. social commentary it is mm-hmm. um to that point for sure interesting aside One time when I was in college, Mm -hmm. I was intoxicated. Bitten by a vampire? That was in high school. I was intoxicated, (laughs) and and I was on eBay. I bought (laughs) the soundtrack uh, to Near Dark on vinyl. It's by Tangerine Dream. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. I got that and the soundtrack to The Dark Crystal on vinyl. And then they showed up, and I... I decided I wish that there was a program that would stop me from buying things on eBay when I'd been drinking, but yeah, but yeah. Did you have bought? a record player? I did not have a record player. <laughs> yeah, that's a very like. God. Oh no, I'm so drunk. I, I sold my record player, paid for these. I, I mean, <laughs> those sound like two good decisions. That probably, if you still had those records, you could flip them. I, I really, I remember so. thinking I was doing sober me a solid. Yeah, you you know, I think no, you'd I, like, I'm I buying myself actually, something nice here. Of all thought, the ways that story could have gone, at first it was like I was drunk, and then I was <laughs> on a computer. I was like, oh, okay. I went on eBay. <laughs> I bought some boots. I bought some spurs, and I kicked <laughs> a guy's neck open. <laughs> <laughs> and I quoted Bill Paxton. Anyway, so it's it's, it's the time to do it. Yeah. I just thought that was a no uh, good purchase. I approve. I, I rarely ever good. get to tell that story. So, <laughs> in uh, true uh, uh, movie fashion, where one movie comes out and so the other studio has to put out the same movie, you know, or whatever. Basically, Lost Boys came out the same year as Near, Near Dark. <laughs> I did oh, not did actually it? know oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so just That's, as an aside, back to Near Dark. I remember yeah. how much yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jeanette Goldstein as an actress. She's so great. Because she's yeah. Vasquez, and she's yeah. in this. And also, I was like, wonder what she's doing now. What do you think she's doing now? Jeff, here's your wait, wait, don't tell uh, me. 
What is what is Jeanette Goldstein up to? No. Uh, bodybuilder? I don't know. No. She owns uh, a... Oh, Ira, do you want to take a crack at it? I, I don't get a guess. Oh, go for I, it. Uh, uh, paralegal? I don't know. What? Oh. <laughs> that really wouldn't have been notable. She owns a store where they make and sell custom bras. Cool. Yeah. She has her own Hollywood bra oh, shop. Yeah. I was like, oh. oh it's a Hollywood bra. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. know. I just looked it up to see, and I was like, huh. If Wikipedia didn't exist, I would have no idea. Did you get drunk and buy a couple of bras? <laughs> Not yet. I'm still in detox right now Just from the uh, the weekend. But, you know, <laughs> if so, I'll probably talk about it on this show. So, anyway. I mean, if you want to buy a custom bra, you better buy one from Vasquez. Yeah, well, and I want to get her to sign it. Like, sign it. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh! If she could write the thing that's written on her body armor in Aliens, Ooh, that would yeah. be that would be tight. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it's adios, and then something else I can't remember. But. She probably tells people no. She won't like, be doing I that. I don't do that <laughs> shit anymore. Leave me alone, nerds. I know, but I wish. So that... let's do it. Let's raise up some money and uh, yep. get in touch with her. Until I shock and barrel, leave me alone. <laughs> the Have you ever been mistaken for a girl bra shop? Um, <laughs> no, have you? No, have you? Anyway, moving on. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, are we on, are um, we on the Lost Boys now? Let's just move on to Lost Boys. Yeah, way in it to Lost Boys. Um, spe- yeah, that movie had a kid vampire. Although it went a little better for the kid vampire in Lost Boys than it did for the kid vampire in <laughs> anything Dark. else. As I recall, he explodes in the sun. I, I think that we should do a quick three, two, one, and say our favorite movie. <laughs> our favorite. Maybe your favorite vampire. Vampire movie, obviously. Uh, Are you ready? Okay. Three, two, two one. one. Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> what? What would you say? I thought we were all going to say Lost Boys. That was the whole joke. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, I said Vampire Hunter D. Oh, I said Near oh, Dark. Wow. I, I wanted to take it in a, a weird anime direction, but right? I just... I mean, oh. it's not maybe not my necessarily favorite vampire movie, but D is my absolute favorite vampire. Character. Oh, okay. I was who? Yeah. Let's do a three, two, one. Favorite vampire. Okay. Well, I'm changing my answer just cause. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay. Three. <laughs> but but, but, but huh? I don't have a. You don't okay, have a favorite okay, okay. vampire. Do it on the quick, man. Yeah. That's what we're three, doing. Three, uh, two. Two, two, one, Marceline, one. Benicula. <laughs> I, you guys did not disappoint me at all. That's the th- that's like the nerdiest thing I think we've ever yeah. said in succession. Yeah, I think that's that's how you in that's how you summon the nerdiest vampire that's ever walked the earth. Like you say uh, the three things. We I think that would be Sanguine from that uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Meanwhile, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, okay, let's let's that, break him down. My I said yeah. Benicula. Benicula, that's a great the answer. titular vampire from the Benicula <laughs> book series. <laughs> Damn, I forgot about Benicula. <laughs> Who is a rabbit. He is a rabbit, in fact. And, and he drains he... the the um, juice out of vegetables. Celery stalks. The, the celery, celery stalks, stalks at midnight, Holiday Inn. <laughs> and they are Quick. solid books, and I have reread them, and they hold up, and they're wonderful. And I, I need to read them. As man. a locked uh, shock and barrel event, we were going to, you know... 
live stream us all getting matching Benicula tattoos, and I still think those I'm still like, fucking for it. I'm I'm all about I'll... that. I would do that. So yes, okay, cool. It cool. will look like Done. to other people just a tattoo of a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because there is a there's no, a the, tiny the red in eyes the, and the little tiny fangs in the front of the book. There is a little pointillism drawing of a bunny yeah. with a little widow's peak. And it's obviously <laughs> Benicula, if you know what the hell, if you know your source material. I, I, have, I still have a Benicula bookmark that I use. So, yeah. so totally holds um, up. Anyway, Ira, you go. All, quick, quick, quick question, though, about Benicula. What's the real difference between ensanguinating your, uh, your like, carrots or whatever, as opposed to just eating them? Well, mm. I, I guess he didn't need the I fiber. Think they just, but... I mean, the whole book is kind <laughs> of partially... From the perspective of the dog and the cat, who are the just dog really, and the cat, yeah, really just trying to find a scapegoat for the fact that this bunny is cuter than they are, right? Yeah. I mean, that's I the, don't the honestly text of the book. <laughs> come to think of it, I never read it, Jeff. You read it to me before I could read, so like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's um, not get well, into because it, it's so will, it's so I'll perfectly anything, catches but... the um, personalities of a dog and a cat. The dog is Harold. And then the cat mm-hmm. is Chester, and Chester is paranoid, and he's yeah. convinced that Benicula is a vampire and is going to kill them all. And it's it's just really well done for a children's book. So. That's adorable. Yeah. And it cool. teaches you about, you know, starting rumors and mobs. And, 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 <laughs> and paranoid thinking. Paranoid yeah. thinking. <laughs> right, and then the right. fact that sometimes you're right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, a lot of good lessons there. there Jeff, you said Alucard. I heard it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I just pulled that one out. So, that's the... No, uh, it's, that's a good that's answer, a good man. That's, that's a good a, one. PlayStation... PlayStation Night. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And I chose Alucard because I didn't realize what the entire time I was playing it that it was Dracula backwards. <laughs> uh, quick note. Alucard is totally Dracula spelled backwards. So in right. case anyway, any of our listeners need cool. some backstory, every hundred years, the vampire rises and the Belmont family has to put him back down. So. Oh, wait, wait. Somebody's got to be able to... No, can you tell the story again and somebody do the music? Oh, okay. Every 100 years, Dracula rises from the grave, and someone from the Belmont family has to go to the castle and dispatch the demon monster. Do you think uh, the Van Helsings ever hang out with the Belmonts? I was wondering. Maybe they don't like each other. Ira, you know how I know that we share DNA? I had wrote that yeah. down. I had written down, <laughs> do the Belmonts and the Van Helsens hang out? I or feel like, like vampire like, hunters have to kind of share trade secrets, right? Like all the In monster games, hunters on, on like Supernatural <laughs> are kind of aware of each other. And they're always finding each other's corpses. I can tell you that they'll be like, yeah. don't go in the next room. And you're like, oh, shit, this is like the most powerful vampire hunter. And he's fucking got his legs up his own ass right now or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're like, I am going to go back. Like when, well, like when uh, Peter kills the vampire hunter in uh, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we somehow haven't exactly. even gotten to yet. But I we'll get oh, there. Were you done with the Belmonts, Jeff? Wasn't 
Oh, go oh yeah, yeah. Go. The reason that tell, game tell is us, super awesome is because it starts you off as an ultra powerful fucking vampire. Then it takes all your powers away, and then you have to slowly build them back up. So by the end of the game, you're super powerful again, and it gets you. You I get to play as a vampire. You get to fucking walk on the ceiling. Yeah. You get, like there's a button for like shadow zapping backwards you know five feet yeah yeah the the vampire hunter who is also a vampire uh interesting little archetype (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it and in, yeah, in the previous games, you were just like dipshit with a whip. You're right. Just... <laughs> like, yeah, there's a whole stake in this candelabra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Ira, you chose Marceline from Adventure Time. I did. Marceline, the vampire queen. I just loves her. You know, she's she's fun. She's Roxamine base. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys have seen it. You understand. I love her uh I, I love that jake's biggest fear is vampires <laughs> and uh <laughs> that it's the one thing that makes him a, a total coward and makes him a scaredy cat um i don't know if you've seen the episodes where she's having to systematically hunt down the other vampires and kill them kill bill style yeah. oh my god it's such a great arc of episodes she just has like her own mini series of like where yeah oh it's similar she's drained of her powers and uh like and these vampires when they get their powers back they're sucked out of her because that's how how she originally got her powers so she has to go and kill them to get her powers back like her shape-shifting her flying basic highlander rules (laughs) highlander rules and uh, Jeffrey Rush was one of the the vampires, the Hierophant. God, that was a great episode because at one point, uh, Jake, it, he's really trying to help out and overcome his fear. And the only way he knows to fight the vampires is he's like, Whoa, runs out of the bushes where he's been hiding and turns into a giant house and covers uh, all his friends up. And then Hierophant is like, can I come in? And he's like, no. <laughs> and that's it like that's the the house that won't let them in yes yes marceline's great it also i mean and she like because jake's or uh finn's younger than she is i mean obviously because she's a vampire but she's older she kind of fits in this other archetype of vampires who are just people who are kind of older than you and cooler and know more shit about the world than you do and and usher you into this world of things and uh, they, you know, normally you would be their prey, but uh, you well, get this inside scoop. Play they they get around thing. that by explaining that Marceline doesn't need blood necessarily. She just needs things with the shade of red so she can <laughs> suck color out of things for sustenance. Like she doesn't actually need blood. But that, that exists in other things, too. Like Interview even has that like sort right. of same sort of uh, thing. In uh, it. The cooler older character who's you know yeah, kind of shepherding like, them and i mean if you're going if you're talking about vampire characters who are teaching younger humans things you really can't beat count von count uh who i don't know what that is one ringy dingy that's his name count von count that's oh wait great. he's not yeah. a white he's not white he's lavender so he is totally lavender <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see 
it's a YouTube video where they just uh, he's singing his song about counting Dude, things, but they bleep out count. So <laughs> I I bleep the, the spiders in the hall. I bleep the bats on the wall. Like yeah, <laughs> pretty great. God bless the internet. So we're gonna do right, so we Lost Boys. We were talking about oh, yeah, we're back Lost, Lost Boys. That's Lost right. Boys. Okay. I thought right. this was really the movie we would all say was our favoriteest of the vampire movies. Just because I remember it as the one that we watched the shit out of when we were we kids. We did watch this movie a lot. That, that movie is cheeseball wonderful. It like, is super cheeseball. I, I watched it again recently and I'm like, damn if this yeah. isn't cheesy, but damn if I don't totally love it. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> the, the, the muscly saxophone oh, sexy playing sax, man. guy on the beach. Yep. Yeah, I still believe. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had I the soundtrack believe. to that. I bought it Stone Cold Sober, which is good because I was 12. And <laughs> I wore that out. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. That song. Yeah. Uh, they had the Elton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cry Little Sister. Cry Little Sister. And then they had the Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Very appropriate oh, yeah. for a vampire movie. Oh. Also, just I love the intro. People are strange by the doors. Oh yeah, Yeah. that was that was kind of how I learned about the doors. Same, same. I learned and then learned that was all I cared for. That was okay. That's the extent of my doorsy. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. I mean, I'm I'm cool with the crystal shit, but generally, yeah, um, people are strange. But I still love it. And then crystal shit. (laughs) It's like crystal Pepsi, but smellier. <laughs> no wonder they took it off. Mm. Yeah, and then, uh, I've moved and on. Then one day, I got to go to Santa Cruz where they filmed it. And oh, cool! It was one of the top experiences of my entire life. Was there a billboard on the other side? It said uh, "Murder Capital of the World." Apparently, there used to be. There had been until immediately previous to when I got there, which was several years after the movie came out. But it was getting kind of dilapidated, so they took it down. So. Oh, that yeah. that was a, kind of a bullshit question, but I'm glad that you I, <laughs> had an answer. Well, because I totally just geeked out, and I'm so thankful that my our long-suffering uncle who had taken me there just kind of put up with it. He was like, oh, mm-hmm. look at her, you know, because I was just like <laughs> completely dorked uh, out to quick. be there. Huh? Uh, 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 Earlier we were talking about near dark. Why would sorry, and it's just a I was thinking of places that are really, really sunny. Um why would a vampire <laughs> live in a place super sunny? California also, why would why would vampires be driving around in a camper van um like in a desert? There's no shade anywhere. Like if yeah. you're not in that camper, you're dead. Like, why would they be in that? Okay. So here's my theory on that. You have Uh, Well, my theory on the L.A. thing is that they're kind of riffing on like these Brett Easton Ellis novel era era novels (laughs) of like you can eat anybody because nobody gives a fuck about any like everybody's you know the youth are an expendable class even if they're rich because they can OD and stuff like that and just disappear. That Uh, literally must be on the back of uh, the informers, (laughs) like on it's on the back jacket. (laughs) If the informers had vampires in it, you'd be like I. I kind of saw that it, coming, actually. This makes it more wholesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. So that's the reason I think they they uh, use California as that backdrop because it's this like okay, city, that's fair. It's a city of sin kind of a thing. 
Okay. I don't know. The desert question, I can't answer. That does seem really short-sighted on their part. It, it yeah, does, like, oh, and... if there were only a tree. And, no, I, and I'm sitting here yeah. going, why did I never think of that? Maybe there's some <laughs> like, things you just shouldn't be looked at that closely. Well, then again, maybe if they're uh, the hunting, uh, if you think of it from a biological point of view, perhaps the hunting is better in small towns that are spread out in the middle of nowhere than, right. say, you know, something more like close knit. I, I don't know. But so I, well, this movie is my favorite other because than that, it features <laughs> double quarries. Double yeah. quarries. You got the frog brothers so in there. The frog, okay, brothers. Yeah, the frog brothers. Uh, it's got young Kiefer Sutherland being freaking amazing. And it's got the dorktastic vampire boss who's awesome. And the line, the Richie sickest Richie's line. Dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Richie Richie's dad. It's got the sickest line. He's also in Gilmore Girls. Uh, oh, yeah, he is. Um, uh, also, is a vampire. S- death by Stereo. Yeah, he's a vampire in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> death and, by Stereo is a great line. And yeah. so, I, actually, I, I did have one sort of continue uh continuity question about this so you kind of when you die become vampiric like that's it for you physically right like you, you just so. are you're gonna look like that so Kiefer Sutherland yeah. has that hair forever yeah that, uh, the white so if he, mullet if do, okay that's a really good question if I they mean, do a remake of Lost Boys, and he comes back. He's gonna. Does he have to have that hair? I mean, do they all have to have that like '80s rocker hair? It's a twenty-four bleached bleached (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do vampires grow hair? I mean, they grow. They can grow their fingernails and stuff, right? But can they like? I mean, does it work like ghost rules? If you turn, if you die wearing what you're wearing now, that's that's your ghost outfit outfit forever. That's you can't change it. But vampires um, can obviously change clothes, but their physical characteristics, you know, obviously kid vampires don't grow up. So mm-hmm. yeah, does Kiefer Sutherland where... have the mullet forever? <laughs> I <laughs> died needing to take a poop and I didn't get to. And oh but man. But like if he cut it off, worst. would it just come back? Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what happens to Kirsten Dunst's character in interview when she tries to lop her hair off and then it grows back and, that forced CGI that they use for the black and white video, <laughs> the Michael oh, Jackson that's video. Right, that's right. About. And then she screams <laughs> and she's like, Louis. I'll never have tits or whatever. I can't remember. She gets super upset. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't think oh, that man, any of us for kid vampires. are really arguing that Lost Boys is a great movie. No, it, it is a great movie. It, so, yeah. I'm like, gonna go you think that, cinematically uh, it is a great, like that this oh. Joel Schumacher movie is a great <laughs> yes. piece of art. I, know, I was about to say, I know it's a Jake Schumacher movie, but I am going to, yes, I am standing uh, by you, you are saying that I this movie that, that is a pure Schumacher movie to, to Batman and Robin. And <laughs> yes, forever. I, I know it's the same Joel Schumacher, okay? I know that, all right? Also, I, I will defend Batman forever, forever, so, yeah. I, I'm not, I, I think what I'm saying is that I'm not arguing yeah, it's saying? a great movie, but mm-hmm. it's a great movie to watch. Yeah. It's a, a great, great Halloween movie. movie. It's a great, fun... It's fun. And despite myself, I know how cheesy it is, but I still, like... I will, you know, I get into it. I, I absorb. It's it's one of the few movies that I know how cheesy it is, but I totally absorb and believe the cheese. You still it's believe? Atmos- I, still I still believe. believe. 
-hmm. It's atmospheric and it has the sense of adventure where they're the new family going to new town. Uh, so it's like a good vacation movie if you're a kid to watch. It's got that like you know kind of. It's not a road trip movie, but you're a you know they're, they're new like, people in a new place. Sexy or yeah. goonies, you know. Yeah, it's sexy, sexy Halloween <laughs> goonies is what it is. That was always my problem with goonies. Lost always, <laughs> you know. Sexy Halloween goonies. That's why I'm on a watch list. <laughs> Jump in, Michael. You're one of us now. <laughs> Last Halloween, I saw uh, this guy at a Halloween party. Had uh, he was dressed as a, a really great Kiefer Sutherland from Lost Boys, like had his hair done and everything, and yeah, he had yeah, a Chinese was... takeout box. Uh, he had contacts, and he had a Chinese takeout box uh, full of gummy worms that oh, he was. <laughs> nice, nice. That <laughs> oh, was great. Yeah, I think no, Kiefer that movie Sutherland's is... David is really one of the best cinematic vampires. Just because mm-hmm. he's just such mm-hmm. a dick. He's so committed to this character. He's the exact same character he is in Stand By Me. And Stand just, By Me, he yeah. Drinks he's, blood. he's a bully. He it, yeah. yeah. He gives it his all for sure. Like, I love this movie. scene where I think it's that he gets burned by sunlight or something like that. And he's he cries a little bit, but he's also laughing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's this really like He's in pain, but he's also like delighting. I think maybe in thinking about what he's gonna do to them when he catches up. You know, it's like he's he's very menacing, but also like I love. It's what we were talking about earlier. This is one of the first vampire movies, that, at least in pop culture, that I can think of. Where break it down to uh, pre Dracula, you had vampires were basically like these gnarly nasty gross like you know you have like nosferatu and the long fingers and you know they're children of the devil yes children of the devil and then you have the upper class vampire the the dracul the barlow all of that and then you have this other version which is it's the counterculture uh vampire yeah like the near dark we were just talking about but it's also like these wayward youth who are uh, and it's it's also a good metaphor also for like going through puberty and not knowing what you want to do with your life and everything. And yeah, it's it's the first time I'd seen that in a movie and that really affected me. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. No. Yeah. Well, the, the, fact, yeah well, the way the, the vampires sexy, teen, sexy Goonies vampires. Yeah. The sexy sexy Goonies, like yeah. the fact that vampires move from being this really gross outsider thing to something we can more comfortably associate with. And then moving it Back. to something we can still associate with, but it's also like an outsider. Like, yeah, and it's dangerous. Well, you, yeah, it's like, shifting through social classes and right. ambiguous antihero and uh, the tragic yeah, in some Correct. cases. Yes. Yeah. Hey, do you have a game? That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I do. Okay. Before I get to that, though, I, I wanted to real quickly point out. You know, we were just talking about the Frog Brothers and the Lost Boys, but do you remember the Gecko Brothers? From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> no. It's, I can't I believe I didn't notice this until today that the fucking the, the, the Gecko Brothers were the uh Frog um, Brothers. The Gecko yeah. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's ridiculous. The George Clooney uh hero character in Dust Till Dawn. Um, is he uh Quentin is Quentin Tarantino in that one? He is as uh, Quentin Tarantino is Richie Gecko. Uh he dies early on. And becomes a vampire, and the handsome brother George Clooney. I, you know, also suspension of disbelief here. I cannot see that those two are brothers. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, but yeah, he has to put him down somewhere. Clint um, Howard is crying. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> 
Oh, I just assume he's always, you know, you know, up in his bell tower or wherever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I did have something else to say quickly, Leela, about a connection between the passage and I Am Legend. There's a lot of the collection uh, of connections between the passage and I'm Le- Legend. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I, I'll say real quick. Like I know that we talked about I Am Legend uh, in our zombie episode as the inspiration for Night of the Living Dead, but I think a key difference uh, in the way it talks about how that the apocalypse came about in I Am Legend is the inability to deal with the reality of like people are recognizing that they're vampires, but they can't mentally process that's what's happening and that's why society falls like early on uh he talks about talks about how people they see the signs they they know the stories like you know vampire rules are like a very old we know how vampires act and it's not like nobody weren't they they weren't able to connect the dots or anything but in i am legend it talks about how people just couldn't accept it and it almost reminds me of, yeah. like, climate change denial or something. <laughs> yeah, <that>. totally. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, real strong denials of reality, even when that reality is upsetting and horrible. It, it Yeah, so talking about that and The Passage, The Passage is the only other book I've ever read where it was a global catastrophe as opposed to an isolated well, event. I mean, the, the first half to three quarter, I haven't read The Passage in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. since like the month it came out, but yeah. yeah, the first part of that book is just this smushed up amalgamation of the stand and I am legend. Like yeah. that's yeah. what I, it is. I you read that's... it and it it's horrific, but it feels really familiar. Yeah, and, and it was my favorite part, you know. Right uh, then, it's... collapse of society is always my favorite part of a, of a dystopian novel. Right? Yeah, I, I I think there I think it's a trilogy. I've never read the other two. <laughs> I I haven't either, but, but uh, I'm kind of curious too. I think it's cool. Like I like the take on vampires in that story because they're like we're slightly just, right translucent. Now, right now, we're discussing yeah. the Justin Cronin novel, The Passage. By the way, yes, yeah. which we kind of dove into without any preface. I, yeah, I do sorry, think sorry that at that. some point, if the if the series did well, we will see a film adaptation of it because there are a couple of scenes oh, in, in the it's, first book that are tailored for film as i was reading them i was like are you fucking kidding me this is just written (laughs) like really it's like yeah like you're gonna do all this on a on a steam train that they've been keeping under the mountain okay Uh uh uh-huh yeah we're we're machine gunning vampire vampire horde running alongside of a train right like yeah it's kind of like uh you know even the first time when i was in the the throes of Nothing can be wrong with the Phantom Menace. I was like, okay, so the Padre scene is just for the video game, right? Like, this is yes, for the game tie-in? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I felt that that was actually probably the weakest part of the passage, because most of the rest of it I, I really enjoyed. I did too, but um, I do recall reading it and taking one hand off the spine of the gigantic book and making a dismissive wanking motion with my hand. <laughs> That's a good book review. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's. I, I just wanted to address the global vampiric catastrophe right. as opposed to isolated killers. Okay. And speaking of these isolated killers. Oh, um, a segue. These 
yeah, this is my segue. Uh, check it out. The isolated, you know, they, they move into a small town, you know, they, they they buy up the new fancy property or whatever, and they need help. As we, as we talked about before, like, vampires, they have lots of power. They can turn into mist. They can t- turn into a goddamn pipe, too. I don't know if you've seen Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, but they do that. We didn't even talk you about know, it. They could do all It's no, uh, it's pretty great. Uh, it's got uh, Tom Waits as Renfield. Um, yes, it does. Oh, like, what? Let me get a boiled up uh, <laughs> Tom Waits impression here. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Take, an, take an egg and a tie. Well, you know, got to get some blood for the master, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> That's my lot in life. Anyway, it's funny, Tom though, Waits that we didn't, like, if you said vampire movie, if, like, if you Googled it, that one would pop up first and we didn't even talk about it, you know? So. <laughs> we movie. didn't talk about it really there. We just talked about Tom Waits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the best part of it, I think. Although, okay, no. Gary Oldman is great. Um, Gary Oldman is great. And Anthony Hopkins is great uh, yep, as yep. the vampire hunter. Um, and Keanu is Keanu a- is in it apparently. <laughs> and he's Keanu he's and actually, Winona. He's he's actually kind of perfect as that character. Did you hear though recently the person who did the marriage scene was actually ordained and they may be married? Whoa, what? Yeah. They might be married. Uh, uh, Winona and Keanu. Keanu. They may have been married this whole time. Oh shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um that's really funny that is and that's funny. A pact, you know, that may not be undone. I don't know. I don't know. They might anyway. as well be like, okay, well. Anyway, but yeah. anyway I love I'm... that movie, but it goes on too long. Sorry. So. In the well, it's also, there is an amazing scene where Winona, like, gets her crazy powers or whatever, and she, like, goes Super Saiyan, yeah. and, like, lightning shoots into the air, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's, it is worth watching. It really it's is. It's worth watching. Um, as soundtrack. young, young, yes, I definitely had it because I had the Annie Lennox song on it. Hell yes. Um, I was just thinking the score. Oh, by so good. All but. <laughs> it's on every Halloween mix I've ever made, that the score. But uh, yeah, I remember being yeah, very it, young it and watching up. it and being like, what are they doing with that baby? Mm. <laughs> oh, they're eating it. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh. Sorry. Not, they're not being excellent to each other. They're not. They were not being excellent to that baby. Okay. Um, What's your game? Okay. So, but uh, thralls, drudges, ghouls. These are the human servants to Zombies. the vampires. Yes, that's what they call them. Zombies. Only lovers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So basically, the game here. Um, I didn't have. I didn't come up with a clever name for the game or anything. So. Okay. Uh, I'm going to name the ghoul. You name the vampire and or uh, story that it's from. Jeez. Mm, damn. <laughs> I can mm. think of one of those. I can think maybe. of one. Hopefully. It's a very short game, if that makes you feel better. Because <laughs> there's only rooms. one. Yes. <laughs> Ian. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Y'all ready? Maybe. Ready as it'll ever be. <laughs> okay. Straker. 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 Yeah. Oh, that's in uh, Salem's Lot. You got it. Damn. Renfield. Dracula. Oh, Dracula. Mmm. Yeah, I'll call that one a draw. What? Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm going to lean in closer. Yeah. <laughs> the sound will get to my ears. Yes. <laughs> uh, Thorn. 
Lost Boys. Yep, you got it. Yes. <laughs> Haken. Haken? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. You got it. Yes. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right because it's culturally. Swedish. That just sounds like a <laughs> okay. Swedish name. Yeah. Jackie. Oh, uh, what we do in the shadows. Yep. Yes. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, I am better than this, I thought. Yeah. Ian. Oh, uh, only lovers left alive. You uh, got it. Uh, Jeeves. Jeeves? Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's from Bur- the, the Bertie Wooster books. I, I don't gonna... know if you knew that Bertie Wooster was a vampire, <laughs> but he was a vampire. <laughs> yeah. He was an aristocrat. He was serving his dark master. Okay, that's yeah. what that's okay. what the first Birdie Wooster books were. And all he about. was very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Xander. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You got it. Apparently, he briefly served Dracula as a thrall. Oh. Um, last one that I could find. Eldritch Palmer. Eldritch. The name Eldritch sounds fucking familiar. Palmer. Uh, and this is a thing I've never seen. So. Oh. Is it? I don't know. It's a we don't know. Show. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um... Oh, the Dark Shadows? Nope. Is the Strain? Mm-hmm. Ah. I've Boop. also never I mean, seen the... it. I mean... You got the point, but Jeff still won. Yeah, Jeff is going to win, so... Congratulations, Jeff. I remembered uh... the Jackie's. <laughs> The because best of vampire from... skin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jackie is one of this, the most uncomfortable people to watch on screen. Maybe cool. our next show can be about swearwolves. <laughs> what <Yes>. are we? <laughs> werewolves, not swearwolves. Werewolves. So I do think we should mention, uh, you know, honorable mention interview with the vampire. Yeah. Because I remember yeah, watching that movie when it came out in the 90s and then also recently. And I was like, oh, I remember this would be a pretty good movie. And I showed it to. You know, some people or whatever, and it was and not like. And now they're not your friends anymore. Sucks and you yeah. suck. Yeah, and no. we're not your friends. It's n- great. It's also hilariously homoerotic. <laughs> Did you ever yeah, read the book? I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of goes beyond just <laughs> mere homoeroticism. Yeah, no, I I haven't seen it in a long time. I haven't seen that in a while, and it has some good parts, but it's. Mm-hmm. Isn't like Christian a, Slater the the journalist? Yeah, he's in the, he's in it. He's the journalist who wants to be turned. Turned. Oh my gosh! Oh, I, that's oh, with, right. I, I forgot. I, and that's a, a whole other trope of the human who's like, I, I, give me, give me eternal life, give me the thing. Right. And and has, no, we can't. Like, oh, you wouldn't like it. Like, I would, I would. Like, no, you it, you'd hate it. It would suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And of course, you mentioned Buffy, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and and say I have never seen an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Maybe oh, someday I'll just sit down and binge <laughs> it, but I haven't. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, we'll send you uh, some of the episodes to watch. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it's like because there's some real good ones and <gasps> oh, there's some real stinkers. We have we didn't talk about that excellent X Files episode with the vampires. That's the note that I have in my honorable mentions uh, right here. 
bad blood. Yeah, if you all, all want to take a nug home, it's bad blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's I watched good. that one again recently. It really holds up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very good. It's told in perspective. There. It's a uh, same writer as a. Uh, isn't that one of the uh, episodes? Vince, Vince, Vince Gilligan. Gilligan. Yep. Breaking yep, Bad yep, guy. Ips, yep. and it's told from the perspective of both Mulder and Scully at two different times. And uh, it is hilarious. <laughs> and has and Owen, it, is Owen Wilson? No, uh, it was Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. Luke it was the Wilson. first time I saw yeah. Luke Wilson. I was like, what, what looking, is this guy? Looking hot. Well, yeah. I don't hear him bark singing. <laughs> yeah, and Mulder's version, he's a total yokel. And Scully right, is right. like super hot. Whatever. He's really dashing. And, yeah. You know. yeah. Also, it, it does get to a good point about um, they get into vampire rules, like what makes a vampire a vampire and uh in that episode they're ha- like the the culprit happened to be a vampire but was trying to act like the bella lugosi version you know they don't naturally have the pointy teeth or anything um right yeah that, that was a good one that was a that was a fun one uh what else did you have to mention in your uh honorable mentions jeff a uh, girl walks home alone at night that was I a good one i haven't seen it yet oh you should totally see it yeah, I was going to watch it last night, but I ended up watching uh, The Iranian. Living yeah. Dead. <laughs> Solid movie. We already but... did that one. It's, yeah, it's, artsy. No. it's also artsy, but it's an Iranian vampire movie, so you kind of have to watch it just for that. Like, just mm-hmm. to be like, oh man, this is a neat uh, interpretation that I, you know, that you're not going to get in any other way. But, yeah. uh,. No, I heard. I always heard good things about it. It has some really beautiful shots, and it. it's all black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, just proving that you pretty small budget and make a, a good creepy movie, and also just thoughtful. And it has all the good things that I like of like a, a movie that's just like really good atmospheric uh, movie. So, did you ever end up watching Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, Lila? Speaking of arty vampire movies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to sit down and watch it, and I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, I already know that. So, Salem's Lot, I thought was is good. I've only seen clips of it. I, you know, if I recall, it it was a nug, a nug, not a turd. Yeah, it's a nug. It really is. Um, I'm really. It is on one side of the spectrum, and Night Flyer is on the other. Oh, Night Flyer is so good. We're talking about Stephen King vampires. Dude, I totally forgot about that. That's yeah. a really... I'm really happy you brought that up. Um, it's Because awful. that's a movie I really... No, it's good. Oh, it's, uh, oh, it's, it's not. <laughs> oh, dude, no. It's uh, Miguel Ferrer does such a good job. In oh, that wait. Movie, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Night, Night Flyer is not a bad movie. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I did recommend it to a friend a while ago, and they were like, that movie's terrible. But, you know, you guys are wrong. It's great. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Miguel Ferrer was really good. Also, I love the design of the vampire in that movie. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, my honorable mentions. Uh, have you all seen Shadow of the Vampire with Willem Dafoe? Uh, you've mentioned it a few it's, times. It's uh, a Werner Herzog yeah. film. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. And it's it's good. Yeah. It's really good. It's a uh, it's strange, and it definitely moves into the arty, but it's definitely keeps sight of the horror, you know, 
Um, it, it becomes a little more uh, conceptual in, with its ending. Um, but I think that's really cool. It gets to the idea of like how the vampire myth has evolved beyond mere storytelling. And, and now it's like moved deeply into our film. And, you know, like it's it's good. And Willem Dafoe does a great job uh, yeah. as as Max Shrek as the vampire. Plus, like, I like meta movies like that. Movies about movies being made. Um, yeah, Wes Craven's New the, Nightmare is one of the best movies ever. because it's... Very meta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> no, so you guys don't even know. They do, like, a uh, horror movie roulette podcast at my local theater here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got all my friends to bike up there. Good six-mile ride in the cold. Get up there. Oh, God. And, oh, uh no. Yeah, I'll get in, get to popcorn, get to beers and everything, and and they're like, it's the the theme of the night <laughs> was slashers. The roulette on the table came down to Wes, Craven, Wes Craven's New Nightmare or a locally made flick that Ira recommended to me. It's no. the, uh, the Home Invasion one. You're next. Oh, You're Next is awesome. Yes. yes exactly. And, and you so when they said Nightmare? Yeah, and they chose, and it landed on New Nightmare. And, and like, when they said wow. you next, I was like, woo! Like, I was like, yeah, that's a, like, yeah, that's a very fun movie. Wes yeah, Craven's New Nightmare is not good. No. Yeah, apparently yeah. it was filmed in Mizzou near here. But anyway, that's yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know it was filmed around there. I've never seen an old man masturbate his small little penis and be like, this is a big penis, and look at you in the eye and be like, this is a big... You guys okay. all agree, right? talking about Wes Craven. I thought you meant you saw this in the crowd, and I'm like, This Whoa. is what I saw. You when I watched the movie, that. everyone saw Freddy in it, but I saw... Oh, man. It was, it was funny. It's nuts. I mean, to be honest, uh, his penis might be bigger if he didn't have those knife fingers. <laughs> you just little it away after yeah. a while. Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, believe Scream came after that. Scream is like freaking a masterpiece. Oh, Scream that. is amazing. Yeah, Scream is, yeah. Scream is a masterpiece. We could do a whole show on that. So I have two yeah. honorable mentions, if you're done, mm-hmm. Jeff. Sorry, right. go ahead. Yeah, Are you? I'm done. Sorry. So I have two. Yep. One is Kronos. Still picturing it. I was going to say Kronos, yeah. Were you? Yay! Because it's yeah, weird. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. weird and, and fun, question mark? Yeah, it's Because cool. it's point. interesting and it's different. And it's mm-hmm. it was uh, Guillermo's first movie, right? Is that it has all practical uh, effects? His first like yeah. big movie, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so that one's worth seeing. Um, and then an mm-hmm. absolutely batshit seventies movie called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. I've heard of I've that. I've never it. seen it. It's like the Suspiria of vampire movies. Interesting. Yeah. It's... That's huh. Okay. With, with half of the budget <laughs> it's okay. just, uh, I, I like it a lot but it does it's weird it's weird right it's just like i think i watched it real late night um mm-hmm. somewhere like that that's the way that's the way to do it is this it's not bad. well yeah. speaking of weird obscure like 70s vampire movies i saw this really weird movie years ago called i think it's veronica's week of wonders yeah and it's a vampire movie in that, I don't know, it's like the whole story takes place within this girl's dream. So Wes this Craven's old... new nightmare. No, no, <laughs> like better than that. Not that, okay? Just, no. 
the dream but, warrior uh, more like dream warrior yeah a little more like i like dream warriors i um, i love dream warrior wait, is that the third one yeah it's yeah, valerie yeah. and her week of wonders valerie and her week of I've wonders that, yeah. yes it's weird, right? I mean, because it, it's, it's surrealist seventies really movie, but they're like, oh, the there is, is a vampire weird shit in it. Yeah, yeah, no, the the vampire is the whole thing because, like, you get the idea that perhaps the vampire is feeding on not just her blood but also possibly her dream state, and she's possibly <laughs> trying to fight her way out of it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a really surreal, weird, uh, interesting film, but I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Czech movie. So, yeah. surrealist film from the seventies. We watched it. Yeah, it's bizarre yeah. shit. Just but... Get high as shit and watch that. You know, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think should... that's all we got to say about vampires. Should we stake this one in the heart and call it a let's night? Let's just yeah. Let's just drive this uh, stake, <laughs> Dad. That's his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I had to get that Treehouse of Horror reference in. We're we're averaging one per show forever, so why not? Oh, let's keep that rolling. Well, yeah, name, that was good. Name an actor you would like to see in a vampire movie as a vampire who hasn't played a vampire yet. Wow. Uh, I feel like you have an answer already. Uh, <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> Domo no, Gleason. No. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, as an aside, Jeff, you... as an aside, uh-huh. Peter Rabbit is great. It's such a funny it? movie. Yes, it's really funny. Really? That's yeah. what this vampire podcast was leading up to the whole time. <laughs> this is a vanicula tie-in. I should have a vanicula tie-in. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, oh. but he and he's so great in it. He he's very he has a wide range of acting abilities. So anyway, okay, he's my vote. Him or Oscar Isaac. Jeff, mm, <laughs> well, he's always a solid choice. But he's Just been in some. Mo- he's been in uh, several movies with Domhnall Gleeson, so pick one. You know, it's fine. He's he's pretty method though. He might bite somebody. He probably would. <laughs> yeah, but he was in. I was totally method. I was gonna go with uh, Daniel Day Lewis for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who would I pick? Is Kathleen Turner still doing stuff? Ooh, that would be a good one. That's a good choice. I don't know. I just pulled that out of the it's hat. Out of the um, box. I, I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Hot willows. Puffy <laughs> willows. All right. Well, let's uh, drive a stake through the heart, stuff the mouth with garlic, bury them upside down so that uh, they, you know, are closer to hell. Right. And salt the earth. Is there anything else we're missing? Uh, is stuff that, the. Is salt? Oh, also. Do we do salt? Lay silver upon the eyes. Right. Um, right. Uh, I, don't have I think that's it. Uh, yeah, that'll, that's probably good. That's probably good. Cool. Okay. cool. Yeah. All right, and then bury him in the desert. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, good night, everybody, and uh, you know, uh, don't get don't get bit. <laughs> don't get bit. Don't get bit, y'all. I got the big one right here. You come along and that freaks me out. Someone fights, oh, drag you this way.